Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Well, how do you want to start it? Do you want to start with like our stories of introducing kids or start with the questions? Because I was just going over your notes. I think I did just add the three statements that we were given from some of the listeners. Um, Okay. Just because I thought they were interesting, like the different perspectives, like we had one listener say, oh, interested in this because ours is due in a few weeks. We had another one say, I wish we hadn't told bio mom at all. Another said, just about to go through this. Thanks for bringing it to the fore. Very excited for advice. Um, There's so many pregnant people right now. It's crazy. <laughs> we have like a, um, like trying to conceive stepmom, um, like group chat. And like all of a sudden, all of us got pregnant at the same time. It's so bizarre. I'm like, what is in the water right now? Excellent. That's that's like when I was pregnant with Miss K. It was just it was just one after the other after the other. That's funny how that works. We got a couple of stepmoms writing in that are so that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But it is um a very difficult topic, I guess, because everyone or all stepmoms stress about how to do this. Yeah, I think anyway. I guess we could start with, there was a listener question that we got, which I resonated with a little bit because when we were talking about trying to conceive, so we had a accidental pregnancy and that resulted in a miscarriage. And this is after we'd had conversations about, we were never going to get married. We were never going to have an hour's baby. And that changed my husband's mind after the miscarriage. Oh. And so we started talking about trying to conceive, which I was really excited because Big K wasn't planned. He was also another accidental pregnancy. But one of the stepmoms that wrote in number one on your list, do you think it's necessary to include the kids in that convo, get their thoughts and feelings? Mm-hmm. So one of the conversations that my husband and I had was, should we discuss with the kids if we were to have a baby or not? Like yeah. whether or not, like before you started trying? Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't even been up for a debate for me. <laughs> that, that was just, it was just a thought. And as my husband said, is their opinion even going to change our minds? No. So if you, if you think that mm-hmm. their opinion will change your mind and you're open to that, then sure. If their opinion isn't going to change your mind, then it's completely unnecessary. And I also think that it depends on like, if this is just like a random thing, you're like, oh, should we have a kid? And it's not something that you've been like wanting for a long time, then that's fine. But if it's been like, this has been like something I knew I wanted forever. I wouldn't marry my husband unless he knew he wanted more kids. So it like his opinion would not have changed my mind because you can't let, in our case, a five-year-old or six-year-old dictate your future because he doesn't want a sibling you know what I mean so I also like that might sound insensitive but also like he doesn't even know what he wants yet so we wouldn't have asked him how he felt about it (laughs) absolutely and I just I don't know I guess I got the thought from other friends that I knew where they were adding babies and they would ask their kids do you want a brother do you want a sister you know I guess I got that thought from there right perspective from there because if people do it in nuclear families why not do it in a blended family 
But at the end of the day, I guess it's personal choice. But if the child's opinion is not going to change your mind, then I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I don't remember ever being asked if I wanted a younger sibling. I'm positive the answer would have been no. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm glad I have them now. But when I was younger, I don't think I wanted them. (laughs) I'm the youngest, so I always wanted younger siblings. Oh, yeah. The youngest in my family always wanted a younger brother, too. But... Oh, well. (laughs) So did you end up asking the kids how they felt about that? No, we didn't. We just went ahead and did it. And then we waited. And I think this is one of the questions you got asked was like when to bring it up. Right. And because of my history of miscarriage, we decided that even once we got past the safe zone of 12 weeks, we would still keep it a secret and we'd wait until we got the 20 week morphology scan because obviously we have a full household and this could be another unpopular opinion of mine. But if there was anything wrong with the baby, we probably wouldn't have decided to keep her. Right. I could definitely see that. I mean, you see like some of the um, people that we've talked to who have stepkids with disabilities and it's like a full-time job. I have one friend who um, the bio mom left. So like they're like full-time with a stepson who has disabilities and it's just like, it's a full-time job. So it's insane. My first stepson has disabilities. I've lived that life and I don't think I'd have it in me. You know, it might be different if I didn't already have a biological child of my own or possibly even if my husband didn't have a biological child of his own. But the fact is we already had three older children to think of. So we, we decided to keep it a secret until then. And we um, we did an announcement in what we thought was a really cute way, but it was an actual absolute fail because the kids didn't understand it at all. Oh, yeah, we had that too. He had no idea what was going on. <laughs> you know, I was really excited. I bought Big K a book about becoming a big brother and... I bought a couple of other things. So there was a little onesie that said, I'm going to be, oh, I'm a totally amazing, awesome sister. And then Lil J has this little teddy blanket comforter. So it's like a blanket with a teddy head attached to it. And he's had as a baby. So I bought a replica of that, but pink. And so we gave gave him these three presents to unwrap and none of them got it. So Lil Jay got excited because he thought that we had bought him a new teddy and he didn't care that it was pink. How do you, how do you do that? Do you just let him keep it or how do you move on from that? We we explained to him, so we gave Big Jay the onesie and he's like, this is too small for me. (laughs) And he couldn't read it. Oh, he couldn't read it. And, you know, Big K needed us to explain what the book said. Like, so it just... I had all this excitement and it was a complete fail, but we we explained it to them and Lil J was actually really disappointed that he didn't get to keep the teddy and that the teddy was for him to give to his baby sister. Oh, that's Um, so funny. Yeah. So once we got past the epic fail of announcing to them that we were having a baby, the excitement rolled in. That's good that they're excited or they were excited. How old were they at the time? So we announced it just after Lil J's seventh birthday. So Big J was nine and Big K was about to turn five. Oh, okay. So there was still 
little and they came around like once we explained what the gifts were and what it meant they were actually really excited until the storm rolled in so the same night we told the boys we also announced it on Facebook so we didn't tell anyone my mum knew because I had um and I cannot pronounce it but I had HG you know that really severe morning sickness oh yeah so I was so severely sick and my husband had to go away for work. So we had told my parents so that my mum could come stay with me and help me look after Big K because I was still working at the time as well. So, but other than that, we hadn't really told anyone. So we announced it on Facebook the same night. And within minutes of our Facebook announcement going up, Karen called my husband and abused him. Oh my God. Yeah. Like how does she was saying things like, how dare you have another child? That child will not be my son's sister. Why? She was just. Like, where's the hate coming from? She was just still so bitter and toxic. And, you know, she kept going, she'll only ever be a half sister. And my husband kept correcting going, no, she is their sister. Yeah. What difference does it make? And then, because at that point in time, she also didn't know that we were engaged. Oh. So whichever sneaky family member decided to tell her that we were having a baby also told her the same night that we were engaged and getting married. Oh, so she is not even your friend on Facebook. Somebody else told her about it? Yeah, which we believe was my husband's stepmother or stepsister. Oh, wow. That's even worse that someone like went out of their way to start that drama. Exactly. Like they couldn't even just let us enjoy the night with the boys yeah you know we had we had that drama and yeah just she was nasty and the vile things that came out of her mouth it was just so toxic and then the boy we only had the boys every other weekend at that point so they went back to their mums after the weekend with us for 12 nights and then little jay came back and that was the start of the downfall of my relationship with little jay oh no um, that's what I'm worried about he because his mother had fed him such toxic crap and I don't know if she was saying it directly to him or if she was just saying it and he had overheard it um yeah but that same weekend that he came back he told me that his sister well sorry that the baby in my belly would never be his sister because she's not in, inside his mother's belly that is insane so if she had another baby that would be his sister even though that's technically only half sister too correct wow and then it was it was like a month or two later that just the vile toxic serpent tongue coming from you know the combination of the parental alienation and then just bad mouthing myself my husband and our unborn child he turned around and told me that because I make his mum so sad he was going to kill me and the baby that is terrifying it is and how sad that she did that to like her son though like he's the one getting hurt yeah and so my relationship with him has been strained ever since and you know we have good days and bad days the less contact he has with her the better he is but then when he has more contact with her then he kind of reverts back right man that sucks but big j and big k absolutely ecstatic from once they realized what was happening they didn't waver they were always excited to feel kicks and you know they were both worried that they weren't going to be here when 
when I gave birth. Like, I'm sure if they were given the opportunity, they'd want to actually be there when I gave birth. <laughs> uh, they probably wouldn't want to after they realized what was going on. Absolutely. But just, they were just, they were very obsessed. And when they realized, because we actually, we had the boys when I went into labor. And when they realized what was happening, they were all worried. And even little Jay at that point, like he was worried about me and worried about the baby. And that's just another thing of how our relationship is. It's rocky. Like there's good and bad. Right. Oh man, that's really tough. I'm worried about like that same thing with my stepson and his mom or his grandma, which I don't even think I told you this, but he said something to us. Like my grandma knows about the, the baby in your belly or something like that. And I was like, like, obviously I expected for her to know but it was really weird for him to say that so I was like oh did she say something and he was like yeah and I was like oh what did she say and he's like I forget so I was like and she is so much more toxic than his mom so that's what I'm worried about is his grandma doing one thing I find with children that have people using alienation tactics is when they don't want to upset the parent that they're being alienated from they tell them that they don't remember what was said yeah and we've had that happen with him my stepson several times he's always like oh I forget but it's like you know he doesn't because he just brought it up yeah but like he knows that we wouldn't want to hear it so that's yeah. really hard JK does it all the time oh that's sad so I guess we kind of segued to the second question from our listeners which was if you and bio dad have a shaky relationship with stepkids already will it make it worse or intensify their feelings of jealousy and resentment or strengthen the family unit that one um kind of goes in with like how I feel about our situation too so well that's what I'm worried about I should say I, I have something to comment on this and it's not from a stepmom's perspective. So the same year that I gave birth to Lil K, Big K also became a big brother on his dad's side. Oh, in the same year? Wow. So at first he was really excited that his dad was having a baby as well, but he has a very rocky relationship with his dad, which we've spoken about. And in his mind, this baby was going to be another girl. When he found out that this baby was going to be a boy, he was devastated. He he was in therapy at the time and they worked on a lot of this and it was just, he felt like he was being replaced. He had a lot of feelings of my dad doesn't love me. So then he went from, well, my dad doesn't love me, doesn't love me to have another son and I do feel like if if when we told the boys we were having a boy I feel like Big J and Little J's reaction would have been different but the fact that we told them that we were having a girl when we told them that we were having a baby I think that made their reaction a lot better that's interesting you know Big K's just always wanted to be dad's best mate that makes sense oldest boy yeah and then he doesn't feel that way and then he sort of felt like he was being replaced so I guess I guess it's hit and miss yeah oh yeah it completely depends and it depends on every like every little thing has something to do with how they're gonna react I feel like so we gave my stepson a shirt that said big brother and a onesie that said um little sister even though we weren't sure if it was a girl or not at the time you didn't tell me that yeah I felt like it was from the very beginning so I was like I'm confident in this but we just told him it said little sibling just in case so we gave him that and he like was confused. Uh, he has a cousin that he calls brother, I guess. It's a weird story, but whatever. So he was like, I already have a brother. Like he was confused. And we told him he was going to be a big brother. And he thought we were saying he was having a brother. 
So then he's confused because he already has a brother. And we just confused the poor kid, like, all the way on that. And then once he, like, realized, he was not excited at all. He didn't even want to talk about it. So he was just like, um, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Like, when we said, oh, there's a baby in my belly, he's like, oh, yeah, I know. But can we not talk about that anymore? And, like, he was not excited at all. And it, like, really shocked me. And then we tried again, I think just this past weekend, to talk to him about it. And we were like, are you excited to be a big brother yet? And he's like, no, not yet. And he, like, said it like that. So, like, he's definitely coming around to the idea, um, hopefully, at least. But we're still not 100% sure it's a girl. It's just, like, an 85% chance. So we haven't told him that yet until we get – we have to go back for another anatomy scan. So it didn't really go that well for us. But I'm hoping he comes around and gets excited again. And I am very worried about there being a lot of resentment and jealousy because he doesn't like to share his attention at all. So he's been the only child and only grandchild on both sides until this year when his cousin was born. And I don't know how he's handling that, but his cousin lives out of state also. So he doesn't really like deal with that a lot. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to be every single time he comes over and I'm definitely worried about there being like resentment there, especially since he wasn't even excited from the beginning. The big thing we did with the boys when Miss Kay came along was because at that point, even though it was the beginnings of COVID, we still only had every second weekend. So we got them involved as much as possible. So I didn't care if she was sleeping. I'd say to them, do you want to have a cuddle? And I would make sure that they got that time with her. And Lil J really surprised us. He became this soft, gentle, caring, big brother to her. You know, even though he said all that crazy stuff when I was pregnant, his whole persona had changed by the time she was born. Right. And I could definitely see that happening because he, like, there's no, like, physical proof yet. Like, I'm definitely bigger, but it kind of just looks like I gained 20 pounds, not like I'm pregnant. So, like, he, he doesn't see any physical proof. We showed him the ultrasound, but that it doesn't really look like a baby unless you're you know what you're looking for. So he's he struggled with that too. So I'm hoping that once there's actually proof, he'll come around. Ultrasound pictures still look like aliens to me. So they do. Oh my god, it's like all spine. So creepy. I'm on Keith's side there. Like they all look like alien pictures. So they really do. I don't blame him for not being able to see the baby there, but the ultrasound pictures on the fridge and he keeps like looking at it. So I'm just like hoping that he like comes around and gets excited and we'll be starting to like put the baby's room together in like the next two months. So hopefully once he sees that, he'll get excited too. Hopefully. What are you doing for the baby's room? Cause I know we had to displace big J and little J. So when we moved into our house, all three boys had their own rooms and we kicked big J out of his room and made him share with little Jay so that the baby had a room oh yeah well we only have a two-bedroom house so the room that he sleeps in now was my office first because I work from home so we made room for him in that room and then we just like switch off using it and so now we're just displacing my office for now because we're hoping to be moving like when the baby's like six months we were supposed to be moving two months before my due date and I had a mental breakdown and absolutely I was like I can't I can't do that (laughs) But um, so we're going to be moving my office out and putting the baby room in here. So for the first like four ish months, the baby will be sleeping in our room. But after that, um, the uh, once she's sleeping through the night, they'll share a room. Yeah. 
And he might like that. I know a friend of mine when her stepson started having sleepovers, he actually asked to share a room with his baby brother rather than having his own room. Oh, (laughs) nice. So how to deal with a high conflict bio mom making everything about her. I know it's jealousy, but it's ruining my last two weeks of pregnancy. I'm worried now about her knowing when I have the baby, which is something you can relate to because your Karen did make it all about her. But also, I don't know if it can be avoided. I feel like she's going to know if you have the baby. Absolutely. And especially if you want the stepkids to meet the baby, especially within those yeah. first few days on top of this. So we eloped when I was pregnant. Oh, you did. I forgot about that. So not only did we elope, because of the drama when we announced our pregnancy, my husband decided to give Karen the heads up that we were getting married. Oh. And she told the boys before we did. Oh, that sucks. So to me, I felt very much like she had made it all about her. Yeah. Yeah, she told them. Yes, she said, do you want to call dad and congratulate him? Him and Tony got married it still took away from the excitement. Like we were going to buy like a miniature wedding cake and because we got married on our off weekend where we didn't have any of the kids. So we're going to buy like a miniature one tier wedding cake and have a mini celebration the following weekend with the kids and eat cake because who doesn't love cake? Right. (laughs) And I kind of went, ah, fuck it. I just sent a picture to Big (laughs) K and said, you know, mum and dad are tea. We just got married. Um, that sucks she took it away from everybody yeah I just I felt deflated so like you said I don't think you can really prepare for it if they're going to make it all about them they're going to make it all about them I I'm definitely glad that I went into labor when we had the boys because it meant that they could meet their sister and surprisingly surprisingly Karen was actually really good about it my husband called her and said hey just a heads up, the baby was born last night. The boy spent the night with Tony's parents and they're going to the hospital today to meet her. And for the first time ever, she offered to drive to our house and pick the boys up. Wow. So if you're worried about how she might react, she might surprise you because she surprised me. Yeah. Our Karen surprised us when we first told her too. Like she was so nice about it. It confused us. I don't know if that's going to last, but. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience with my son's father. So the same night that we're dealing with Karen going off her rocker, abusing my husband over the phone, I get a text message that just says, congratulations, I'm happy for you from Big K's from, dad. And how did he know? Someone told him too? Or are you friends yeah. with him on Facebook? No, so we weren't Facebook friends at that point, but we have family friends. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily one of my family members. It could have been a family friend, but I was surprised by his reaction. We actually thought it was going to go the other way around. We thought it would be him flipping out and that Karen would be okay. Oh, it took us for a spin. So you never know like what to expect basically. No. And the stepmom's worried that it's going to worry her last two weeks of pregnancy. Like she's worried that it's going to ruin her last two weeks of pregnancy. Just go with the flow because Karen's going to do what Karen's going to do. Yeah. So do what you need to do to enjoy it. Exactly. Another stepmom wrote in, my new concerns for an ours baby is shielding them from high conflict bio mom. 
that is also something that I worry about. But the reality is that they probably won't see her that much if you don't like make the effort to like make them like at a birthday party, maybe like if you go to your stepkids birthday parties, but like, or other than that, like, or you can just do what my son's stepmother does and not attend birthday parties so that, you know, I, besides the photographs that my son's father has shown me, I have never seen on a FaceTime or in person, my son's brother. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because, well, she had that whole experience where she was accusing me of trying to basically steal her son going, he's my son, not your son. And it was just crazy. And I avoid contact with her. But in all honesty, like as Karen-y as my Karen can get, she she's actually pretty good with Miss K now. Like, oh, if the boys are on a FaceTime with her, Miss K will go into the room. She'll be like, hi, hello. And Karen will talk to her. So, and it was really funny. It was, it was just the other week. I think it was Big J said, okay, bye. I'll talk to you later. I love you to his mom. And Miss K mimicked him. Oh, that's so, cute. You know, hopefully. Now, I know not everyone can be mature enough for the children, but hopefully, hopefully when a child comes into play that they can put it aside. Kind of like what you said that your Karen seems to be doing so far. Right. I mean, you never know. You just like, you can't even prepare yourself because you never know what's going to happen. So Absolutely. And and if the crazy is too crazy, then just avoid it. Yeah. I mean, you got to protect your kids regardless. So if you think that protecting your kid from high conflict bio mom is the best and do whatever it takes to do that and I mean my kid will probably never see her brother's mom when or except for at his birthday parties that will probably be the only time which there's nothing wrong with that either you know I I mean we don't see her I grew up calling my older brother and sister's mother auntie oh really well that's not happening for us yeah you know and I guess and this goes back to how I thought we could live this perfect blended life. You know, there's cases where things are okay and there's th- cases where things are not okay. And even though the situation may not be okay, that is still okay. Right. You know, if it means that to protect yourself and your child, your biological child, that you don't attend something, then that's okay. And maybe in the future you need to look at it and go, you know what, I'm not comfortable doing joint birthday parties anymore. Let's do separate birthday parties. There may be school things that you obviously can't separate, but just because, and this could be a whole other episode, but just because it's an event for the child doesn't mean that you have to sit or stand with the other parent. Right. Yeah. Oh, we never do. So, Like when we go to sporting stuff, we never sit with her. Yeah. We... I always feel uncomfortable. My husband always wants to, especially like when Big J plays, he plays weekend sports. So he always thinks it's good for Big J to see it. And I'm just like, I feel uncomfortable. So I go and make friends with some of the other teammates' parents. Oh, <laughs> while your husband sits with them? Yeah. I'm just like, whatever. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Know? No, we, um, we had dinner with her one time when we were like trying to figure out like, a custody schedule without going to court obviously that didn't work and I, I should say we didn't have dinner because me and my husband didn't eat only she did and it was really awkward but um my stepson was so confused because he's never known his parents together so he was like so he didn't know how to act he was so like weird and confused because we were all together and it just like freaked him out so we don't do that 
you just reminded me of a completely random situation. So Big K had to have like this minor surgery and one of his hospital appointments, his dad had to catch an Uber or a bus or something to get to. And this is when we're getting along. And I offered him, I said, oh, do you want to ride back to your house? Like, I'll give you a ride. And I said, but we'll have to stop and get lunch because Big K's hungry. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I messaged my husband, who wasn't my husband yet, and he messaged his girlfriend. And my husband's reaction was, yeah, okay, no worries, whatever. He got in trouble because he was sitting down to eat lunch with his son because I was there. Oh, uh, to be honest, there was probably a time where I would have been upset about that too. Right. I was saving them money. Like I just, there was nothing in it. Sure, you were doing them a favor. Like eating a meal with our kid, like there was nothing in it. Like I was just going to say, like it just goes to show like that stepmom jealousy, even though I had zero interest in getting back with my son's father, like that second wife syndrome of thinking that they're going to go back to the first wife. Right. That was, and I was about to say like that, because that's what we talked about last week. And that was a really big thing for me in the beginning especially because she made big moves to try to get him back after she found out we were together. So it was a really big thing for me. If they had eaten dinner, like without me, um, I would have been really upset about that. And like now I probably wouldn't care, but I know my husband would never do that because he can't stand her, but that's a different topic. (laughs) Just to add more context, I was actually heavily pregnant at the same time. So (laughs) engaged my husband and heavily pregnant. Like there was no- And she's so worried about it. (laughs) Yeah, so. That's funny. (laughs) That sucks. But I've been on the insecure part of that and it that sucks too, so. Yeah. Um, It doesn't seem like she grew out of that though. No, I honestly still don't know what her issue is to this day. And I honestly, I've given up caring, so- well, we should do um, an episode on that with being a high conflict stepmom too. Yes, yes, we do. Let's go to the next listener question, which was how much to tell the ex I'd hate for it to all fall on stepdaughter. I was just going to say, we didn't get the chance to tell our Karen. So I felt that you'd be better off to chime in on this one. Oh. <laughs> well, I feel like you should not tell her anything that you're uncomfortable telling her so we wanted to tell my stepson earlier but we were like we're not ready for his mom to know yet which was also a really hard topic because we're like we don't want to leave him out just because we know he would tell his mom so like that was like a whole other issue but only tell your stepkids what you're comfortable with bio mom knowing so she doesn't in our case she doesn't know like our due date she doesn't know um if it's a girl or a boy like she basically only knows that we're having a baby yeah And part of that is because I'm worried she's going to freak out because my due date is like a week and a half before my stepson's birthday. So like part of me feels like she's going to freak out over that. But also it's just like at some point it's none of her business. Like the only reason she knows at all is because you have a shared kid. So I mean, only tell your stepdaughter what you're comfortable with bio mom knowing and only tell your stepdaughter what like she should know. Like she doesn't need to know all the details either especially depending on our age. And you just you just triggered a, a crazy bio mom moment for me. Okay. So <laughs> when, when you said that you're due like a week and a half out from T's birthday. So 
I got really upset and not that I was upset. It was that I was upset for my son because he was hurting about the fact that his dad was having another baby and it was going to be a boy and he had a really hard relationship with his father. His brother was due on his birthday. Oh. And... So I was I was upset for him because he was really upset about that. But they end up getting induced early and they told me they were getting induced early because they wanted to make sure that he wasn't born on Big K's birthday, which is good on them. That's um, why they got induced early? Apparently that was one of the reasons. Um, and mm. to make sure that Big K was in their care when the baby was born. Oh, okay. See, yeah. we're worried about him being in our care because... Like, I don't know what we would do with him. Everyone lives far away from us. What about your husband's parents? They are still like 45 minutes away. Mm. Your first labor doesn't go quick if that's any any help. Well, he's not even allowed to the hospital with us. Like, we couldn't even take him with him if we wanted to. Like, they don't allow kids right now. It's like a leftover COVID rule. So it's like, we have no, we have to figure that out. We have no idea. (laughs) I, I guess in that circumstance, if it gets close to your due date, you may have to tell Karen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have to at some point. Unless you can organize for, I don't know, your husband's parents to come stay at your house. Yeah. But the first one generally goes really slow. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting also. We'll figure it out. That's just a, like another thing that you have to like think about. Yeah. In the case of Miss K, she came within five hours from my very first contraction. Oh my God. Yeah. So we were just lucky that we were already at my mum's house and we we just left the boys and went home because I was refusing to go to the hospital. But that's a topic that we don't need to discuss on this podcast. All right. So do you want to do a couple of questions that you got sent to your account and then I'll jump in and do maybe the stepmoms anonymous we got sent because I'm just worried we're going to run out of time again yeah I mean we already um we already talked about uh, there's only one that we haven't talked about so you want to just go over that one and then we can do stepmom anonymous yeah okay so the question is how do you in- introduce the hours child calling me mom now my stepsons are three and four and I'm not sure how to introduce this as well as BM having a fit about them possibly calling ours kids sister or brother, which you can relate to. <laughs> okay, so we told the boys that I'm still Tony to them, but just as I am mum to big K, I am mum to little K. And it didn't really cause any issues until like maybe the past year, year and a half, where she really started talking and we had to say to them, you know, when you're talking to her about me, refer to me as mum. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And Big J was straight onto it. And that's when he turned around and said to me, he goes, oh, can I just call you Mama T? Because you're like my mum, but my mum in this house. And he's like, it just makes it easier for me. I'm like, you can do whatever you want. But Lil J, and I think it has a lot to do with autism. He's kind of like, you're not my mum. Like he finds it really hard to process, but he is getting better with, and we we kind of spoke to him about maybe practice when he talks to Big K and say things like your mum, instead of going, oh, Tony said this, say your mum said this, you know, right. it's not like he has to start calling me mum in front 
of Lil K. It's more just when you talk directly to her, refer to me as mum, because there was a point where she started calling me Tony. And oh yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> and my husband didn't get it at first. And I said, but that's because you have three boys calling you dad. Yeah. True. You know, because Big K, he's kind of backed off because of, you know, things said from his dad. And my husband was kind of like, you know, I wouldn't want my boys calling their stepdad dad. So, you know, so he's kind of backed off. But Big K's always been very consistent with mum and dad when talking to her. And I think he found it a bit more easier, a bit more natural, whereas the other boys needed a little bit communication. But Big J was kind of, once we explained it to him, he's like, yep, okay, I got it. But Lil J just needed that little bit more, I don't know. He needed more information. Right. <laughs> um, That's just, fair. Just, just to help him understand that, yes, I'm not your mum. I'm not asking you to call me mum. I'm asking you to call, refer to me as mum to your sister, which he's been much better with. Yeah. I mean, um, I could see that being like a challenge too, especially since he said he was seven um, at the time. So I could see that being a challenge. Yeah. And like he's, he's 10 now and we're looking at an autism diagnosis. We're pretty much being told that's what it is um, just without the final assessment piece done. So, you know, that explains a lot and it explains why he's more susceptible to parental alienation than his older brother well I mean her kids are three and four so I mean that is like a little younger which they might have trouble understanding that whole thing but they'll be a little older by the time the baby starts talking so hopefully that wouldn't be an issue but like you just said you basically just need to address it as it comes and ask them to call you mom just to their sibling if bio mom comes at you going you're telling the kid to call you mom going no we're just asking the children to refer to me as mum when talking to their sibling, which we had this issue when Karen found out that Big J's had my name in his phone as Mama T. Oh my gosh. It's it's just so insecure to be upset about that stuff. It is. And I, and I stand by, even though I have a really bad relationship with Karen 2.0, I stand by that if my son saw her as a mother figure and decided to call her mum, then I'd be okay with it because I knew it was his choice. Exactly. You know, and it would mean that although I have a bad relationship with her, he felt comfortable with her. Right. You could say the same thing for calling it uh, like brother or sister. Like if your kids want to call her sister, why are you going to like stop that or like get in the way of that? If they see her as a sister, just let it go. Yeah. It's like when I think we addressed this, I don't know if it was in one of the bits that I cut out, but in one of the other podcast episodes that you and I talked about how Karen 2.0 told me that her son would never be my son's brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember if that got published or not, but, but like why? But, but she's the stepmom in the situation and she would rather them be separated by half. And I don't get that. I do not get that at all. Like I am big on half step, whatever you are siblings. Yeah. I mean, you are, (laughs) you know, I just, I don't know if that's just because of the way I was raised, you siblings, like even my husband, the reason that he doesn't refer to his stepsister as his sister is because he doesn't have a good relationship with her. So to him, she is his stepsister. She's like the wicked stepsister. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a good relationship with her. So that's why he doesn't go, oh, my sister. Right. Well, so, I mean, that makes sense. 
And if they got older and decided to start saying half sister because they didn't have a good relationship, that would also be different. But like right now, when they're close and they love each other, like just let them be. I currently don't have a good relationship with my sister. And technically, yes, she's my half sister. But I just, I don't know. I feel like if I was to turn around and say to people, oh, my half sister, like I couldn't do that, even though her and I have a good relationship right now. Like, yeah, I honestly can't really relate to that, but <laughs> deep down, she's still my sister. Like, I just, yeah, yeah, but, you know, if if bio mom is as toxic as you know what some of them are, she's probably going to try and ru- ruin that relationship. Mm-hmm. And the best you can do is show the kids love and support and explain to them that, yes, biologically. They are half siblings, but in your household, you're full siblings. And we say it all the time, like in this house, we are not step, we're not half, we're family. Like, you know, we don't refer to each other as step or half within this household. If it does not require an actual explanation to anyone, then we don't explain. Yeah, there's no need. So should we jump into Stepmoms Anonymous before we run out of time? Yes, I am ready. Okay, so this one came through to my blended chaos and I just, it blew my mind and we went back and forward for a bit. So tell me if you want to jump in at any point before I start going backwards and forwards. Okay. So the stepmom wrote, oh, we just did this two weeks ago, sat our blended family of four kids down and told them we were having a baby, the 15-year-old mini version of Karen rolled her eyes, said it was stupid and unnecessary, and that was the nicest possible thing she could say, then pulled out her phone and started rage texting while we were having a happy family moment with all the kids. This stepmom lost her shit. I've dealt with the mini version of her mother for three and a half years, and she's never even seen me the slightest bit angry or upset I finally lose it once and now I'm looked at as Satan I'm so done getting disrespected in my own house and staying quiet what a horrible reaction that's so and like she's old enough to know that she's just being mean absolutely I was just shocked because I knew what reaction you got I knew what reaction I got and I just I'm thankful we don't have teenagers Mm -hmm. Um, me too (laughs) so I I did respond by saying, oh girl, first of all, I want to say congratulations on having a baby. I feel the being done getting disrespected in your own house. For me, it is unrelated to our ours baby, but I'm fed up nonetheless. I asked her if things have settled down um, since it's been two weeks or if stepdaughter 15 is still being a little biatch. And I asked um, what other kids, stepkids do they have? And she said, I sent a long text apologizing for snapping, but made it clear it was because of her disrespectfulness. And apparently that sincere apology, trying hard to be the adult and bigger person, wasn't good enough for her. So I apologized in person and she didn't even look up from her phone or acknowledge that she was in the wrong at all. Then oh I my found- God. Wait for it. Then I found a list of topics that she just happened to leave behind this weekend. Apparently I'm mean. She's never seen me angry or yell. Possessive of my husband. I'm the most laid back human ever. My apology text confirmed her worst fears. No fucking clue what that means. And so on. 
So now I'm just angry and want to distance myself next weekend. Sick of being uncomfortable in my own home. My husband has the two girls, 17 and 15, and I have two boys, 11 and 6. Oh, okay. I was, I was wondering what the other ages were. So even the oldest one is more receptive. Absolutely. Because I asked her that and she said she was a bit indifferent. She said that she goes off to college next year. So she was just indifferent. She's like, you know, you do you. And she said her boys were thrilled. Okay. Well, that's good. At least she got some happy thing out of there. So did the stepdaughter just like write these things on a piece of paper and leave them? I'm assuming for the stepmom to find? I'm assuming so. I didn't actually ask that question. That almost feels like manipulative. Like she's trying to like get under her stepmom's skin. Absolutely. Like she went on to explain more of the situation. So even like taking the pregnancy out of the equation, it's God forbid I have rules in my house that everyone is supposed to follow. I say no eating meals in the bed, which is a big no in my house. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> we get a phone call from Mummy Dearest telling us she's allowed to eat in her bed in our house because that's how she always eats. Not in this house. Yeah. She wrote, girlfriend, would you call her friend's mom and demand she eats in bed? No. Right. That's a great point. My rules. Mind your business. Um, she said, that's just a tiny example of how my last three and a half years have been. What their mother has done to me over the years is borderline psychotic. So sick of being the bigger, more mature person. It's so hard. Yeah, I would probably disengage from her as much as humanly possible. I know that's hard when she has a sister that comes over, but that's really, like, you don't need that. Absolutely. And I tried to comfort her with, you know, I'm sort of going through it with little Jay, even though he's right. 10 you know, he's got other issues and trying to comfort her with that. But I was just still mind blown that like you're, you're 15, like who cares? Like, are you, like, does she have, um, what is it called? Mini wife syndrome? Is that why oh, she I, that? Right. I know that it is weird that she said that her stepmom was possessive of, of her husband. Like, why does that bother you? Mm, I don't know, but I, Although I tried to give this stepmom the best advice, you know, she I checked to make sure that she was happy for me to share it all on the podcast and she was. And I just, it blows my mind. And if there's anyone else going through a similar situation, please write in and tell us so we can let this stepmom know that she's not alone because obviously yeah. we don't have teenage stepkids. Yeah. I know I'm scared for that day. <laughs> like preteens are enough. Like it's doing my head in already. Yeah, <laughs> I like think about myself as a teenager and I'm like, I don't want to deal with that for somebody else's kid. <laughs> no, and I know Miss Kay is going to definitely be, she's going to be hell. She's hell now and she hasn't even turned three. So imagine in 10 years time. Um, I just want to say really quick about that is that you cannot parent from both houses. I say this on my own account all the time, but mm-hmm. she you don't get to make the rules in bio mom's house and bio mom doesn't get to make the rules in your house. But I will say I'm excited to show my husband that I will parent our kid the same way that I parent his, because he thinks that I'm just, so I'm very like minimalist and I want things like thrown away if we're not using them. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that I'm just being like impatient with his kid having a lot of toys. Like that is not the case. I do this with myself. I clean out all of my stuff every six months and I want him to do the same and our baby will do the same. (laughs) That's my husband. He's very minimalist. He made me 
I grew up with hoarders. Like my parents were hoarders. You keep everything. Everything is sentimental. And my husband, me made too. Me out, my husband made me throw out crap from when I was like eight years old. And ever since, like I let that go and I'm just very minimalist. And we clear out the kids' toys every year to the point that the boys don't really have toys anymore. They've got a few toys, but, and we don't even buy them any more toys for Christmas. So, or birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, technology because that's all they want, gift cards and cash. Yeah, we'll probably get there at some point too. But right now it's like it works out because his birthday's in the summer and Christmas is obviously in the winter. So before both of those holidays, we clean out all of his clothes or all of his toys and his clothes actually to see if it still fits him. But he, my husband thinks I'm just impatient with his kid having toys in like the room I use for an office. Like I promise you that is not it. I wish you would do the same thing actually. I just can't make you do it. <laughs> just do what my husband does and he just starts throwing out my crap and then I go, where's this? And he goes, I don't know. My husband doesn't even notice it when I throw out stuff most of the time. So I'm like, if I haven't seen this being used in six months, I'm throwing it away. I'm organized chaos. And this is another reason why I think that I have ADHD is that I can have mess, but it is an organized mess. And I know exactly where everything is. Like you walk into my pantry and it's very unorganized at the moment because it got kind of cluttered over Christmas, but I know exactly where everything is in there. Like if I wasn't in the house, I could call him and tell him where I need him to find something. So it's organized mess. But if he was to go in there, he'd throw out something that I would inevitably need at some point. Right. (laughs) Well, as long as you know where everything is, I feel like that's different, but No. He doesn't like that. All right. So I think we've covered everything that we can for today on adding an an owl's baby. There's always going to be more though. So if you have any more questions, still write them in. Absolutely. And please like us on Instagram and subscribe wherever you like to listen to our podcast. And leave us a review. Bye. Bye.